What's up? That was very Shanae-ish. Like, what's up? Like, hey. Oh my God, can I tell y'all something about Shanae though? Oh my goodness. I love Shanae And my favorite episode of Martin is during the talent show where she was like, You want some, but you can't get none. Uh, uh. And she was like, Um, Something about somebody in Shanae You calling at 4 o'clock in the morning, asking me what's oh, going in, and nothing open but fast food restaurants. And what a, I live for that. That was one of my favorite episodes. And then Gina coming with, you got to push. You got to push. You got to. But oh. let's, let me give you some background. That was actually her song. Oh. Like, she actually recorded it. That was oh, her wow. single at the time. Push. And I was like, oh, this song is cute. You got to push. Yeah. But then I heard the full one, and I was like, I just like to push it till you get it right, right. part. Um, and so that was my little story. Go ahead. But hey, what's up? You know, another week, another show. Um, as always, we are back um, at you for another week. And as always, we love you. I just honestly, I wish we could hug our listeners as we record. Exactly. Show them some okay, Ayanla. You know, because they're not literally, we, we're always replying via DM and via Instagram and, and whatnot, via messages. But I literally wish I could just pick all of y'all up and give y'all a kit. Well, hold on. No, I, kidding. Now. See, you're doing girls, too much. See, that's why I told you, ho. That's why I said mm-hmm. you're getting Watch a little too far. Because we have frisky followers. Yeah. Um, But I, what I would None like to. None of y'all have to, been frisky with me. I felt out of place. What I, you're not missing much, sis. What I would like to do is give you a church hug. <laughs> Don't give him a church hug either, girl. That's too damn friendly. To is this too? Loose. Okay. Well, I, I, I love give you y'all. a fist pump. There we go. Okay. A pound. A pound. Boom. Yes. Okay. So, um, what I want to know is check in. Hey, Aaron, what's been up? What do you have for plan for the summer? The summer is hot. What's going on? What do you have planned for the summer? What are your plans for the summer? Yeah. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> um. I plan to sit inside the house with this Blizzard fan that I ordered on Amazon and watch movies uh, on my laptop. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, I love it. And actually, um, we're this is a great plug. Uh, I'm compiling a list of 10 of the best queer movies or queer influence movies to listen or to watch. So that is going you're going to have something to do this summer if you're going to be inside. 
Yes. Send um, me queer movies to watch because I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> Woo! Um, they will be posted on our blog, on our website, and I will put them out as soon as we have that list completed. But um, yeah, what what's going on with you, Miss Mamas, for the summer? Summer mommy, summer Being pussy. A yeah. mm, I wouldn't say a thought. I'm going to enjoy the summer the best way I know how. I love the summer. I'm not a summer baby, but summer is my favorite season. By showing your um, ass. Showing my ass all day. You know that. Um, I just can't wait to go to the beach and be like sipping cocktails on the beach and just like soaking up a cute little tan and, you know, just being around. Friends. I haven't been around my friends in a really long time just because of what I'm going through, but I can't wait to get back in the atmosphere of being around them and just enjoying the summer. I can't wait for the barbecues. I can't wait for me to be taking like plates home and shit. I'm ghetto. I'm the ghetto. I am the ghetto. I definitely take plates home all the time. Child, the ghetto, the ghetto. Um, but yeah, I just can't wait for it. Yeah, some barbecues, cocktails on the beach, just enjoying the summer. We're just gonna just glance over that we said cocktails about four or five times. Okay, but I'm just gonna I'm, I'm glancing cocktails. over there. Main idea: cocktails. cocktails yeah, being lit on the beach. Okay. Um, hey Trey. Yeah, hey. I hate summer. Um, I hate the heat. I hate the sun. These past few days, where it's been actually like eighty something, I really want to cry because i don't have a fan and the air is not working and i really just want to cry like it's just be hot and sweaty and then my roommate be wanting to smoke his little vape or whatever and i just be like i can't live girl she like five so she ain't that big of a problem that i can't punch in the face yeah but um I've been doing nothing. You know what I've been doing, honestly, though? I've been watching my favorite movie of all times, Love Jones. I watched it for, like, okay. the 900th time. Um, I watch it, like, all the time. I actually just watched it last night. And I was just, like, laughing like it was my first time. Like, all the little corny jokes. <laughs> and when they went to the reggae club. Like, oh, that's just my favorite movie. Whatever. But, um, yeah, that's it. I'm not doing... Well, I don't know what I'm doing for the summer. Um... I have a plan A and a plan B, okay. <laughs> which I never normally have. But, you know, whatever summer throws. Bitch, shut up. It's not welcome to New York. It's welcome it's, to my circumstance. No, it's welcome to New York. She, like she just said, it's not her. Y'all sound like Taylor Swift. Shut up. Welcome to New York. Girl, you got to make oh my God, five Taylor. different plans. Ah, well, hold on. How many times did um, Dr. Strange see the future? Uh, it was. I haven't seen the movie, so shh. Yeah. Oh well, I mean, this is small. Like, how many Bitch, times did cares? he see? Well, how many? How many? How now, many variations of the future? Because did he... he had a whole conniption online. When Girl, it's literally you a number. It. You spoil it. It was like a million. And I'll like... block you in real life now. Don't you do it? Look. Look. <laughs> Pull it on out. As I pull it out. <laughs> Bring me my glass. Anywho, because oh. ch- child Arabians think, but no, um, yeah, um, what was the question again? Oh, what I'm what I'm gonna be doing this summer? You sign next. Unfortunately, I'm gonna be in summer school. I'll be taking summer classes. Um, yeah, mm-hmm, that part. Um, I'm gonna be drinking a lot. Okay, I'm gonna be um doing the podcast, and I actually just I possibly will be in Puerto Rico. Ooh, Puerto Rico. 
Um, yeah, I'm supposed to be going on a trip to um, help rebuild homes. Okay. Um, so it's for volunteer work. And I may be down there for two weeks. And um, I'll find out within like the next few weeks if I'm actually going. But um, my school has uh, put together a relief effort to help build homes with like, it's like a, a Habitat for Humanity type of situation. But, you know, um, Puerto Rico was um, basically affected uh tremendously by like the hurricane um and yeah so i'm going down there to help and to connect and i hope it is um i hope it's 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 cool so yeah that's what i'll be doing this summer Uh well i mean i'm not when i say cool like that'll be my first time (laughs) traveling outside of the country but um, also, it's a cool. devastated area, so it's like that on top You're of that too. You're excited to help. Yeah, no, no, no. But I hope it's like cool because I don't want to get down there and gag and be like, "Wow, this is very overwhelming." So you know, I mean, it, it, traveling out of the country is overwhelming in itself. Right. So this is your first time. So, it's yeah. gonna be. Overwhelming. I hope. I hope. I hope it'll be okay though. But I'm. I'm like. I'm one of those type of people. I love to help. I'm here for service, and yeah, like I, I'm. I'm cool. I really thought I heard here for service and thought of something totally different. No, nah, I ain't say I'm here to service. <laughs> I didn't say that. Now, did, does your man listen to the show? Cause no. <laughs> you may have heard it the same yeah. way I did. Okay, no. Okay. Luckily, I am under good sovereignty word that he doesn't listen. But <laughs> no. So, me and my friend Damien, we were drinking wine all yesterday. And... Okay, so... I left y'all on a Thursday, was it? Yes. <laughs> Where you guys were drinking. So so it just was like a carryover. Yeah, we, and, and so, so basically, Trey saw us, and then we carried over into the next day. Damien woke up and started drinking wine at 9 a.m. So, so let me just say, let me say that I came to my event, um, walked in. We had a glass of wine. And there was a glass of wine and there. And then, here's what... I know Malik can drink now. Uh-huh. Yeah. I uh-huh. didn't know. I'm, first time meeting Damien, I love him. Uh-huh. He got himself some of that good the punch vodka. Yeah. with some effing vodka, courtesy of F, effing vodka. That you know? hosted. Okay. Um, okay. And I'm just sitting there like, whoop. Yeah. I, Malik done found his match. Yeah, Dam- but Damien, like, well, I let me tell you this. I'm one of those drinkers that I don't drink certain things. So I drink wine and I drink beer. And I not don't vodka. Drink, yeah, I don't drink vodka. So, um, I, you know. Yeah. <laughs> For the girls that drink vodka, you know that's their that's their that's their um um drink drink of choice. But um no, we always you know I'm always watching my favorite show, which is Sex in the City, and I was actually watching Sex in the City, and it's very um it's actually very homophobic, very transphobic. Yeah. All of them are. I mean, every sh- let's be clear. A lot of shows that we watched back in the day are, are very problematic, yeah. but you have to like set them aside for what they were at the time. Like that's very what you true. Have to do. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't. Just know like, better. just like you got to do it with the miseducation of Lauren Hill. Like it's very oh, problematic, yeah. and oh, you just got to be like, it was just good for that for what time. It, yeah, for what, for it, what it gave. Like if she were released it today, she would. It would just not yeah, be what it was. We got to cancel you for that. <laughs> But no, um, so my question today that I want to pose to you, so we all believe um, in the idea of karma and just... Do we all believe that? You well, just made an assertion. I believe in karma. Go ahead, Malik. Okay, I believe in karma. Aaron? Not really, no. Oh, okay. Do you believe in karma, Aaron? I'm sorry, Trey? 
Look, I feel disrespected, girl. Um, I don't know. Well, this is where this is where I'm bringing the question in. So basically, there is an idea that when you break up with someone, or let's say you're dating someone and they do you wrong, there's this idea that this idea of relationship karma that when that person dates someone else that person will do them the same way that they do you. No, that's some bullshit. I ain't with it. It's just somebody's characteristics. You, if you won't do... But, but, can I finish? Look, can I finish? My question that I want to pose today on the discussion, is there an idea or is there, is it real relationship karma? Does it exist? No. No. Why? Why? Because Why? My thing is, like, I'm just trying to figure out, like, how do you say, oh, they're going to be treated so, like, just because you, I feel like, you could have just felt done dirty and they probably didn't do you dirty. Like, I'm feeling like there's a lot of times where you just in a relationship and there's two sides to every story and you're like, they did me so dirty. I hope they get karma on their ass. And you're like, Bitch, you made you just don't know what the the other side of the story because y'all didn't have that conversation. Um, and I mean, there's always situations like that where you have the conversation. They really just did you dirty, like they done cheated on your ass, and you was real good, home faithful. Like th- then there's probably not karma, but like there's just I I don't know what to say. Like I just can't. Two quick points. Uh, first, there are um. There are three sides to every story. There's your side, there's their side, and there's the truth. truth. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds like an interlude. I mean, that, that's that's literally like, you know, Everybody's that's just that. what it that is. That's an interlude to Raymond versus Raymond. <laughs> Go, Go ahead. ahead. <laughs> Aaron. Uh, okay. Well, my, second, my second point, um, moving right on, is uh, that the universe doesn't care enough about you to like for karma to really be a thing like don't nobody give a fuck that you cheated on that dude the universe is like yeah i'm gonna align some shit to like bring your life down like you're not that important babe like (laughs) why would you just be snatching importance from people you're but no i mean i'm not trying to be like super existential but like you're literally a speck okay like in the universe and it's like you know, not that you don't matter, but it's okay. like in the grand scheme, yeah. if you want to apply something as huge and as varied as karma just to you, like it's not that serious. Like that's not a thing. Like I guess people don't think that when they're in the moment. Though. That whole overinflated, it's like importance. Like, bro, just, you know, you got dead dirty. You know what I'm saying? And that sucks. And there's a healing process associated with that. But And they're trash. But I mean, whatever. Like maybe you need to believe in karma in order for you to feel better about it. But that's what I was going to say. I boom. All right. Well, maybe that's what it is. I, I just want to say that I love how Aaron always comes in and says, well, bitch, you ain't that important. Baby. That's literally, <laughs> it just Ooh, literally be like, well, it's, it's bitch, a, we ain't important. I'm important. So. No, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say, like, I'm not trying to say like y'all are all losers and ants. What, what I'm trying to say is that Girl. look at it. To me, this is the ghetto. This, no, see that's ghetto. okay. I, y'all got it. No, Aaron, no girl, girl. Wait a minute, Aaron. I hate when you do that. We are only playing with you, and no, I no, and see. I love when you like give it to here's us this, back because it's here's the funny part. You know what's funny to. that this is always done 
But re- when he's in the mood, he's, he's really in, in the, the mood. mood. <laughs> but when he's not, you just don't know. And it, it turns off. Well, hey. anyway. Well, hold on. I wanted to say my piece on it. Um, Go ahead. And Stevie still has to say his piece. Um, what I do want to say is I want to connect the ideas. Um, I do think that we spoke about closure. I think karma is very similar to closure in that, like, we have created it in order to feel better or for a situation to feel finished or complete, like a sentence. Um, But at the same time, I want to say I do believe in karma because um, you can't be out there just literally tearing people down and doing people dirty and, like, not expect it to happen to you at least once. You know what I'm saying? So in in that sense, I do believe in karma. But also, um, I understand that people make mistakes against you um, and they don't understand why. So it could be literally a uh, not an accident, but it can be a, a, a what do I say? Like it can be an insufficiency, but it, it, it's something that they can learn from. Um, but I do believe that karma, relationship karma exists if you don't learn from your mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Like you keep on sitting up there hurting people perpetually. You know what I'm saying? And you out here just fucking over people, good people. Bitch, you gonna, you, that shit is going to happen to you. So in a sense, yes, I believe in relationship karma. In another sense, no. Because I think that, again, we create things to make us feel better after we go through a traumatizing situation or something that affects us negatively. Um, but, yeah. Um, I just want to say that I've probably been on both sides of the fence. I've done my dirt and got a taste of karma. And I've had some people do some really fucked up shit to me. And it's probably tasting karma right now. But I just look at it like, Again, what goes around comes around, and whenever you do people dirty, it's just going to really honestly come back to you, no matter how. It may not come back to you right away, because there were certain things that I did that didn't come to me full force right then and there, but somewhere down that line, bitch, something bit at my ass and told me, bitch, this is what you get for doing what you did, and I'm pretty sure the same shit happened to the person who did it to me. That's all I got to say. Yeah, um... But karma, in a sense, like I love when people talk about karma because I feel like that's a Twitter topic. You know, it's all, it's always people tweeting about about it on Twitter. I agree with Aaron. Y'all ain't that important for karma to come in. Oh, girl. Um, but I also feel like the whole it ain't important. It's like you lack responsibility for your decisions. So you can't say that, oh, well, everybody isn't that important because it's just like, OK, well, if you feel like everybody is important, are you really putting your best foot forward in all of your situations? Like, no shade uh, to you and Aaron. I'll discuss that later. <laughs> um, we'll be right back, y'all. Don't go nowhere. Hey, y'all. It's Stevie, and you're listening to him. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Him Podcast, and step into our world at HimPodcast.com. Yeah, baby. Hey guys, we're back from break. Um, I hope you, you know, used the restroom, did what you needed to do. Um, so this next topic that we are about to discuss is um, very close and um, very dear to my heart just because um, at the beginning of the year, I received a phone call from a good friend. And when I picked up the phone, um, my friend was just literally 
bawling, crying, and I immediately thought that something was wrong with him. So once I was able to actually calm my friend down and find out what was wrong, he let me know that um, one of our great friends had passed away or that he was murdered or stabbed to death. Um, and basically, just to you know, get right into it, um, my very, very good friend we, um, was murdered, James Hearn. He was murdered um, New Year's Day, actually by his husband. He was stabbed to death. And um, I really, really wanted to discuss uh, domestic violence within the black community and specifically domestic uh, violence within gay relationships. Um, it's something that happens all the time. I think that, you know, Twitter, Instagram, and just society, I think that we think that abuse and just all of that foolishness is normal and that we're supposed to go through that. But I just honestly really wanted to center a discussion around that just because um, we lost an angel on January 1st of 2018. And um, it's, it's, it's tragic. It really is. But yeah, um, what, what would you say, or has anybody ever experienced domestic violence within a relationship? Yes. Do I need to yeah, continue yeah, like, on? Yeah, tell me about the experience. Um, it's honestly something I don't often just talk about just because... Um, it's not something that I just like pushed away or um, locked deep inside my head, but um, it was something that I just don't like to rehash all the time. Um, I've moved, I've moved past it. Um, but for me, it was—I don't want to say it was early in my my start of having relationships, but um, I think it's somewhat normalized. To the point where if you're in a relationship and you don't have a turbulent relationship, I think people don't find it to be normal. Um, there's like, we're expected to believe and think that if you're not going through ups and downs every five seconds, if you guys aren't yelling at each other, screaming at each other, um, cursing each other out, it's not, you don't really love that person. Um, and it's such a terrible, um, just a, a, a cycle that we often continue just because that's what we view love is um so yeah i, I was in both a, a, a physical and mental uh violence in my relationship um but on both sides so we would fist fight like that's i'm not a <laughs> like i get down like everybody else like you swing on me like i i'm not afraid to defend myself um and it was just mental too um a lot of it comes from just I don't want to even say not having your own but just not knowing your full potential always um even when you think you, you could be the conf most confident person in the world and one day it could be raining and you just feel like shit and that that is the day that it could happen it could hit you um, where you think, oh, this wasn't really that hard. He wasn't being that mean that day. But the next day could be something totally different. So um, for me, I, I I left the relationship after a while. Um, I actually moved. Um, so I think for me, that was the way I got away from it all. Um, and I had to learn for myself um, that that's not what love is. It's not the t 
tumultuous relationship isn't love. Um, love can be without having to argue every day or or say the meanest and the nastiest things to each other just to see who who cries first. Um, so that is my... No, um, I think it's important that you said, I think one thing that we always do is we, we equate how much we love someone or how, how much someone loves us by trials and tribulations, but that's, that isn't necessarily a great measure. Um, that's, not a, that's not a healthy measure, I would say. Um, I, I've never been physically abused and I've never put my hands on people, but I think that I was in situations that could lead up to that. Um, I think that in arguments, we may do certain things and say certain things when we're having arguments. And one thing that I know this is so random, but one thing I try not to do if I am having a debate or an argument with a partner or a friend, I try not to like touch people, if that makes any sense. Because I've realized when I do when I've had arguments in the past with other people or with with past lovers, that was like the first um, inciting incident to lead to like, you know, us physically abusing each other or us fighting, you know? Um, and like I said, it never reached that point, but it could go so many ways when, you know, you're arguing and then you like go to grab your partner, like not out of t to hit someone, but just like, you know, you hand motions or, you know, you're trying to comfort them and that person is not receiving that, you know? Um, and again, I don't, I think that, uh, physical abuse is just as worse as emotional abuse or, it, it has um, more uh, lasting effects than I say physical abuse um, can have. Um, I, like I said, I've never been physically abused before, but emotionally, bitch. Um, I think we've all, all been emotionally abused, and I think we've done some emotional abusing. Um, but one thing that I've said on the show previously, um, just as gay men, it's like, if we can't be friends and we can't fuck, we got to fight. So what are, some, what are some things that we can do in order to better our relationships as as friends and as lovers. Do you have any ideas, Aaron? I mean, yeah, sort of. Okay. Like? I mean, honestly, not any that I feel like are going to work. I hate to be bleak, but it's like, I don't know. It, within the context of, of abuse in relationships, like, I'm not saying that that is something that's always going to happen. No. Um... I'm saying in response to your question, how are ways that we can better? It's like the ways are already there. You know what I'm saying? We just have to, I sound like a broken record, but we just have to be more empathetic. Like that's, that's always, that's what it always has been. That's what it always has to be. And it's like, people are just, aren't, are they aren't willing to do that. You know, like it's, it's like, it's, it's a thing to, you know, put yourself before everyone else. And I'm not saying that's bad, but it's like, you do it. It's like to the exclusion of everyone else, you know what I'm saying? It's like I don't give a fuck about what nobody think or nobody say, like blah blah. And it's like you, but that is that's damaging to you know your friendships and the people that are around you. And I honestly don't think that's going to change. You know, like I I really don't. And I mean, you know, you consider the environment that we're in though too. Like it kind of it creates that sort of thing. You know, like what we're facing on the outside. Um, the many different, you know what I'm saying, struggles that we have to go through as um, black queer people. But, I mean, if you, you put that in, then, like, how it's normalized to be this way, it's like, I don't think it's going to change. Yeah, um, I mean, <clears throat> it's really hard for me to, like, give advice because I have friends 
that I wouldn't be able, I mean, we all lead different relationships, you know, um, I think how you, you lead your, you know, romantic relationships is different on how I, with how I carry on mine. But, um, I have a really good friend and, and she gonna read me, um, him and his boyfriend or him and his lover have been dating for, I want to say eight plus years. Um, and they have this very, I think they have a very loving relationship, but I've seen where like they literally like call each other's call, call each other outside their name. Um, you know, it has come to blows. And when I'm in the situation, it's so awkward. It is like, you know, one of those things where you're cringing, but you're also like laughing as well. It's one of those moments. So um, you don't know what to do or what to say, because, again, you're not a part of their relationship. But one thing that I always tell my um, one advice, advice that I always give to them is that you have to respect each other. And I don't think putting your hands on your lover or anyone is a form of respect, you know. Um, Let me interject and say yeah. that. When I said that I didn't think things were going to get better, it was in it was in response to your questions that how can we better just like relate oh, to yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah. Like it wasn't oh, no, I having to do that. with abuse. Like that has to end. It, yeah, and that's it, what I wanted you to say. Yeah, that's you know because <laughs> I don't I don't want anyone to mistake what I was trying to say. What I was saying, like I was thinking of it in the context of being less like exclusionary and trying to be more like a community. Like I don't think I'm not, I'm not entirely sure that's going to take root. Within our community, I mean, just being honest. Yeah. Um. But with regards to abuse, oh my God, like that—that that has to end. Like that's yeah. not what I was saying. So please don't mistake me. I mean, and and it's like I I don't have like the statistical data, but you know, just uh, queer queer black men, queer men of color are dying exponentially at the hands of other queer black men. You know, um, and that's why it's important to for us to have this discussion. Um, and I think that. One of the things that really helps me to be able to communicate in difficult situations, because I think that's usually how these things arise, is therapy. Learning how to communicate your, your opinion, learning how to communicate your differences across friendships, across romantic relationships, and um, taking care of yourself mentally. Because I think that if you are mentally sound, that would... In, in, in my head, and correct me if I'm wrong, I just feel like that would put you in a in a better situation to take care of yourself as well as your partner when it comes to anger. We do this thing as black queer people in um, romantic relationships and friendships, um, even with people that we don't know personally, where we collect things about them to be used against them later. And um, it's that's really cruel and awful like the mindset that you know it's like you stay prepared to like read somebody out or like to go off on them in public and air out all their dirty laundry Maybe. and it's like even after you've been friends for years you have a disagreement you know and then it turns into this and i watch people like that because i'm like you know i don't want to be associated with you if that's the kind of person that you are um because you get close to somebody, you know, whether you're intimate with them or if you're just friends with them and you tell them things or they find out things just from being around you being, you know, and the thought that, you know, one day if we argue about something, you're going to be like, well, that's why this, that, you know, that's, that's terrible. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, um, that has to stop, but it's like, wh where do we begin to dismantle that? You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's. Gay culture, well, black gay culture is like a, 
a stay ready type. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause we we, we grow up fighting. That's Always that's you know, that's what we 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 fight to for respect. You know what I'm saying? Like, we we're used to like you know fighting and being around people who fight and you know whatever. Like you 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 gotta throw hands. You gotta throw hands. And it's like that's a thing. But it's like. You know, there has yeah. to be that that basic respect, though. Like you have to maintain that for another human, um, and I think that in trying to be ready to defend yourself or defend those that you care about, we lose that sense of empathy that has to be there, even though we are addressing something that needs to be addressed. It's like you can't lose that sense of empathy, um, and I'm not sure how to you know combat that or or, or make that work. Um, I I just wanted to go back to saying I think it's like a uh... It's a personal, like, it's something that you have to work on for self. But if you also, if you are in a relationship and you know you have challenges and you and your partner have challenges together, then it, you, there's therapy, couples therapy. Yeah. You know, um, I've, I was even dating someone last summer that I was like, hey, we have so much trauma from our personal life that this is not going to work if we put this together. We know it's not going to work. Um, and obviously, you know, it didn't end up working in the end because you know this person isn't ready to actually confront what they have going on in their life together you know um and again like i said you know we're going back to the um to my question of how do we better communication between gay couples and i just or between partners and i think that couples couples therapy as well as personal therapy is um a great a great option also if you know if you do have access to other couples connecting with other couples. You can always see how they um, handle their ups and downs or their challenges, even though it may not work for you. Yeah, I, I, I would hold off on, on that that couple thing. I just think of it like, you know, I watch reality TV and you know that it's not always the realest thing. Um, but I just think that every couple has things that work for them that doesn't work for everybody else. And... Um, trying to counteract and balance the two you got to do what really works for you um well i think my whole point was you have to do the research like you can't yeah i understand <laughs> but you but you but the, the you initially just said hang out with other couples and i get what you're saying well but hanging I'm, out with other couples and some may research. take it li- i'm saying some <laughs> may take it literally and think that's all that it needs to oh, be no. do well i mean of course you know like my 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 words are very like you know they have to, you have to put research behind it. You just can't have problems or like hang out with a couple and think it's going to get better. What I'm saying is you have to look at different options for you and yourself. But if you don't think that that's an option, then that's fine. But then don't decide uni- unilaterally that, you know, because to that's, that's the overlying problem. You know what I'm saying? It's like to say, oh, that's not going to work. To shoot down something completely, you know what I'm saying? Just like from jump because you think that, Oh, you know, if I mix with this couple, then that we might start trying things for us that they do, and it might not work for us. Well, maybe it might, and if it doesn't, then that's fine. But you have to, the over the 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 overall thing is that you have to be open to trying something new to fix your issues, like to decide, yep, that's not gonna work from jump without even considering it or taking a chance to try it. That's just perpetuating the problems that you're going to have. What I always say is communication is like that. A lack of communication is usually the killer in relationships. Most of the time, problems in relationships, what, however specific they get, can be traced back to a lack of communication. That whole thing where you get mad or 
oh, that attitude where like, oh, I see everything. I just don't say anything. And it's like, that's, that's immature. You need to speak up. If something, you see something that bothers you or that makes you upset, especially if it's somebody that you're, you, that you're intimate with or somebody that you consider a partner in life, then you need to say something. You just like you, you just observe it and it's like hide it away in your little, you know, in your heart and then just hold on to it and build it up until it becomes a huge volcano that only erupts when you have a serious argument. And it's like, so you're immature. Like, so it's like, be communicative in everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, always has to be an open channel of communication at all times. And you have to be open to trying. If you're having issues, acknowledge that you're having issues. That's a sign of maturity as well. And takes like be willing to try things to fix it. Like don't shoot down things from jump without even considering it. And I agree with you, Trey. I don't think that, you know, what you do in your relationship may not be, you know, something that will be effective for me and my partner. But continue. I'm sorry. And I also think I think we're saying a lot of things. But um, also, I think it's we can we're saying a lot of all these things. But you don't know until you're there. Right. Um, and a lot of what we were talking about honesty and all those things and open communication. Um, communication really works when both channels are open. And you could be in the relationship thinking your communication is perfectly fine until the storm hits. And the message isn't, isn't encoding. So I think that we got to... We, as a group, I think we also have to be just mindful sometimes that we're say, we say things, and I think we also, we think that this is, it, it could work. It is what the, the easiest, not the easiest, but it's the obvious solution. Um, but most of the time, it, 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 it not rarely works because it does, it, it works to an extent, but it also has to work within the confines of your relationship. I think you have to understand that not every situation is so clean cut and dry and that these antidotes and, and these thoughts that just come up so easy could actually be implemented and truly, because sometimes they do work. I'm not going to say that they don't, but I think that it's so easy to just say, well, bitch, just do this because... <laughs> But on the other hand, it's also easy to say, no, it's not going to work. So it's like you have to find that gray area in the middle. And like that's where the openness comes from. <laughs> Is it not? Well, hold on. So I, I want to switch gears right quick. So Stevie, you always talk about the story um, of your friend, the relationship, and then they were fighting out the club. What, what advice, and I, I don't want to make it hot, but uh, what advice were you giving him if you know, his boyfriend was being abusive. What were you saying to him? Were you saying leave? Don't, you know, what were you giving? Um, so with that story, which I hate to talk about, but I really, um, I basically was like being the friend to tell him like, you need to get the fuck away from that situation and leave it alone as much as you can. It's not a good situation for you, especially with the things that you're going through. You had problems and issues with your mom and you had, you know, finding homes and stuff like that, not to put your business out there, but you know, it was things that you were going through that was, that was more important than being in a relationship that was fucking you up mentally. Cause you used to come to my house and it was like just stories that you would tell me. I'm just like, bitch, you need to go on about your business and let it be. This is not the good situation. This is not going to work for you. You have to 
also do a lot of soul searching for yourself because there was a lot of things that you were doing in the relationship that wasn't good for him either. So it came out to play that you guys are not meant for each other. But I was telling you that from the jump. Like, baby, pay attention to what, especially when it comes to your friends. When your friends are telling you something, it's for the better of you. Don't listen to, focus on what you need to be focusing on, which is staying away from bad things. That shit was not a good look for you. That was what I was trying to tell you from the jump. And you should have just paid attention and listened to me. So another question that I want to pose is, is it always or would you always tell someone to leave if they're being abused? No, not all the time. So I, I want us to go around there because I think that with, I mean, I guess if you're just like in a relationship, a regular relationship, I mean, I would say, girl, you need to leave. But what if this is your husband and what if this is your wife and you have kids and history and properties and things like it's going to be a different, a whole different like tea, you know? options when the options that people are giving you especially when the kids and everything are involved and stuff like that you looked at as many options as you can because you have not just your not your relationship but you have the kids to worry about too now i don't even talking about no kids but yeah, yeah. you know it's just a lot of things that you have to do before you just make a move like all right well we're done we're having a divorce we're having all this you just gotta weigh them options out um i was watching the Khalees interview uh last week and there was a point in the um in the thing where, she, or in the interview when she was just saying how um, Nas would always put his hands on her and how she, she admitted that she was fighting back, but she also said that she chose this person to be with and she felt like she chose this battle, like to, to, to be abused. And I'm just like, literally, why do we feel though, why do we feel as, like this, just because we picked this person, we have to go through this. Like, I really want to dis disband the thought of just just because we choose this person or just because we decided to be with this person that we have to stay stay with them and we have to take the pain. Like, Under the guise of, oh, we have tough times. And if you quit, then that means that you're, you're a quitter. You're not, you know, you're not putting your all into this relationship and, you know, what have you. You shouldn't have to sacrifice being respected to be in a happy relationship um and safe and secure in your own person I, I think it's more than i think it's more than um happiness bitch if i let's say we stand together and i gotta come home i'm not gonna want to come home to somebody that's whooping my ass staying out longer, as long as I you, you know what i'm saying i think about like me being homeless and nobody was even putting their hands on me but i didn't want to go back because i felt unsafe so i can't I know it has to be such a conflicting feeling is what I'm saying, like to love someone, but like knowing any time they can put their hands on Bitch. Mm -hmm. And it's it, it, it's it can it can be a, it's it's like a mental it's a mental thing too. Um I wrote something about abuse a long time ago. It was a little blurb. Um God, let me see if I can find it because I, I it's really short. I think I might be able to read it. Give me one second. No, but um just and also going back to my um beautiful friend James, um Woo. I always feel like our good people die so soon. Like the, the, the beautiful angels and just the people who love us the most and, and, and care for us. And, um, you know, I think that people who, uh, let me, do I want to say this? Well, I want to say with specifically with my friend James, he's always dated abusive people. Um, and I think that, you know, we're friend, we're, we're people of experience and we're him, you know, humans, we, we, we run on experience. So I think like after a while, we don't really see the people that we're attracting, you know? Um, and we have someone who is college educated. He was also a decorated veteran. Um, and just literally a great 
person. Um, but the thing about it is, like, you know, we, we've more, his friends have mourned and we're still mourning our loss. Um, but I think that one thing that is important is we talked about offering solutions and advice, but whoever it is, if it's your friend, your family, they're not going to leave until they're ready to leave, if they're going to leave at all, you know? Um, and one thing that we had said about my friend is that, you know, we've talked to James plenty of times about his past boyfriends and his husband, you know? Um, and if we were to turn back the hands of time, James would have still played the same cards that he would have dealt, like that he was dealt or that he played. So I think that again, it we can we can love our family and we can love our friends and we can say, hey, leave, or these are the options. But until that person who is being abused or who's doing the abusing is ready to heal and start healing, unfortunately they're not they're not gonna be able to pull out of that situation until they're ready. Um I found the piece that I wrote. It, it's it, it's short. It won't, won't take long. I'm, I'm going to read it to you guys. A little background. Um, I uh, I witnessed domestic violence in my in my house uh, when I was growing up. Um, my mother and my father. My father, you know, he beat my mother. Um, and um, I never understood. You know, you know, I was I was kind of a precocious child, so it's like you know, I was just like, why won't you just why won't you just leave? Just take us with you and leave. Um, eventually, she did, but. Um, when I got older, I, I wrote this I in trying to explore uh, the reasons why she might not have left. So this is uh, what came from that. So it's called Battered. It hurt, but not as bad as the alternative. This single thought kept repeating itself, rolling like a marquee across her brain until it became her mantra. That one line kept her tethered to this life she hated, as if it were shackles that she had the ability but not willpower to remove. The idea of being alone was so unbearable that she'd all but erase it from her conscious mind. The subconscious, however, is not so easily manipulated, and she unknowingly dreamed often of the freedom she was too afraid to acknowledge when awake. To be alone was to be without support, without companionship, without love. She was convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that he cared deeply for her. The old standby. His affection for her prompted his behavior. Love was in there somewhere. Without him, she'd be lost. The nights that she awoke from those dreams she could never seem to remember, fresh tears on her face, it was his sleepy embraces she turned to. It was his laugh in happy times that buoyed her and seemed to sharpen the colors of life. It was worth it. Worth the punishment, the bruises, the soreness. Worth the transparent excuses to concern but clearly misunderstanding friends and family. So whenever he drew close, hand raised, she reminded herself. When her eyes widened and her pulse quickened in frantic anticipation, sorry, anticipation of the impact, she reminded herself. Not even the grim realization that his love could kill her kept her from her mantra. It hurt, but not as bad as the alternative. That was powerful. I like that. Wow. Yeah. Can you send that to me? Yes, I will send that to you. Um, so I wrote that back in, uh, oh boy. When did I write this? I don't know. Um, it was it was years ago, uh, and yeah. So I wrote that just trying to explore the reasons why I thought my mother didn't leave. Um, you know, it can be difficult. I mean, I've never been in that situation, but you know, there are so many reasons. And then, like you know, the person that you're with, they could be doing mental and emotional abuse on top of that. So it's like you're convinced you can't leave, or how like Khalees said, you know, she felt like she'd chosen this, and like this was something, this was her cross to bear. There are so many different things that go into it, and it's 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 so awful. Um, 
So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that we've, you know, pretty much uh, said what we, what, what we wanted to say. And um, first of all, thank you for sharing your experience, Aaron, because I wasn't uh, privy to, to that. Um, and I think that again, if we haven't been abused, you've definitely been um, around it, you know, and seen it. Um, and yeah. Um, and I think it's I just one last thing. I think it's different for black women, you know, um, and there are so many reasons as to, I, I mean, when, when Khalees was talking, I would have, I was like, bitch, I would have stayed too, you know? Right, um, you have, you have children to take care of. I think that also it's still like times are changing for black women, but you know, it, women always have to be connected to a man in a sense for security and financial stability. So right. you have that as well. And that's the effect of patriarchy. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I just want to say, um, you know, if you are in a domestic violence situation or you have um, been in a domestic violence situation, I just say, reach out to us if you ever need to talk. If you And we, we say this every episode. And honestly, people t- tweet us and message us. Oh, so yeah. um, I, I think that, but literally, if you ever need a safe space to talk, we are all here. Our DMs are open um, for the right things. <laughs> um, and just just understand that you're not alone out there and that we, we all share um, some similar experiences and we, we, we um, that's a start. So that's something that we, that we can do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, moving on to something lighter, you know, it's always, um, is it jam time? Is it jam time? I think it is. I think it's jam time. I think it's jam time. Uh, jam time. So what the girls been listening to? I took it back a little bit. Okay. Um, my jam of the week is exclusive by day 26. Okay. Um, I don't know why, because I it, it was yesterday that I just started singing it like in my head out of nowhere. Um, I remember when they first came out and I was like, oh my God, like they had the bops, like the bops. I had to go back and rediscover their albums. Um, but I loved it. Cause that was their first single exclusive and uh, it was fantastic. I remember we used to play it uh, and my sister and I used to sing along to it in the basement. We were cleaning the basement. Um Years ago when I was a teenager. So I remember, not teenager, but like, a, was I a teenager? It's all right. Go ahead. I don't know. You know what? Let's not read my age. Um, but anyway, it was a while ago and it was great. And that's my jam. Y'all should go ahead and, you know, take a step back in time and listen to it. Hey, girl. Oh, hey. Hey, hey. Um, you know, I love jam of the week. Uh, my jam of the week is by, I want to say her name, Queen Herbie. Herbie? Oh yeah, that girl that um she used to be in Carmen. Yes, and now she's doing her own little she thing. She raps. Oh my god! First of all, I took a uh, took to all of her music. She has like three EPs out. Um, and I listened to all of them, and like the vibe that she's giving is just fucking amazing. So my song, um, my I'm sorry, my jam of the week is Queen Herbie's uh Sade in the '90s. Oh my god! First of all, the visuals, everything, and it's just like the groove and like the mood that she's setting is so like now, and it really works. I'm glad that she like branched off as a solo artist. I mean, her and when she was in Carmen was cute, but I like her as a solo artist a little bit better. So you guys should definitely check that song out. So hey, Trey, give us what's your jam of the week. You can go first. <laughs> but uh, no. <laughs> No, bitch. I said you could go first. Go ahead. Girl, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm I you, said what I not, said. Are you not ready? I said are, what are I you said. Not ready? Malik, go first. Are you not ready? Malik, go first. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, girl. But anywho, because the girl's feeling it. Anywho, um, I've been on this. I've been listening to French R&B. Um, and so 
my boyfriend is going to be so over me. But I play literally play this song when I wake up, when I go to sleep. Um, and the artist is Monsieur Nove. And the, look, I, don't fuck me up for my French. The song is Quand Vient la Nuit. And what it means is when the night comes. So it has, a, I always play it in front of Stevie too. So <laughs> oh my God, my God. the song jams though. Like it is really, really cute. So it has like a, you know, a little vibe or whatever. He, he, he does his thing. So I actually listen to a lot of his music and I don't know a damn word that he's saying, but baby, I love the vibe and yeah. So, Hey Trey. Hello. Um, my jam of the week is Vanity by Christina Aguilera. Um, from Bionic, the okay. album that was was it was was what it was because the girls didn't really see it for. I mean, I, I don't know why because yeah, it Bionic, Bionic was um the Fame Monster before the Fame Monster was Fame around. Monster, yeah, so, definitely. I mean, she gave us the good them good uh dance bops. So, um, I just love Vanity. It just is my go to um selfie song. You know, because you gotta feel cocky. You gotta love yourself. You know, um, and so that's mine. Well, that was cute, gross. Um, always getting a little jammy jam. Um, any final thoughts before we leave? No final thoughts. I love y'all. Okay. There you go. <laughs> love, love, love y'all. As always, but um, like you, like we say, as always, catch us every motherfucking Wednesday. Uh-huh. You already know what it is. We pull up and then we put the episode out at midnight, girls. So we we give you we give you time for the girls that stay up late night. Uh-huh. And then if you were early morning girl, you know, gotta go to work commute. Uh-huh. It's there when you wake up. So you know, it's always there. Yeah. So check us out every Wednesday. iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, Spotify, um, Radio Public. Public. <laughs> <laughs> Got it right this time. And so, yeah, we love you as always. And make sure you tune in and next Wednesday. Yeah.